Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast. This episode and all episodes are brought to you by Medterra CBD. You can go to medterracbd.com right now and enter discount code BIGMXRADIO15 to save 15% off every single one of your orders. They've been with us for well over a year now, and uh, they're a fantastic sponsor. They've been a great supporter of our show, and uh, we look forward to working with them a lot in the future. And I myself am a user and a believer in uh, the medical benefits of CBD. Uh, I put it in my coffee and first thing in the morning, uh, the good morning pills, uh, as well as the topical cream, uh, take care of uh, a lot of arm pump and uh, soreness after riding or any type of activity. Hope you guys check those guys out, Medterra CBD, and you can save 15% off every single one of your purchases by going there to big, at uh, medterracbd.com and enter discount code BIGMXRADIO15. I uh, also want to give a huge shout out to Wes and all the boys over at Verb Moto. Uh, they're doing fantastic things. They're in full swing again, and uh, I can't be... Uh, more uh, impressed with all the things that they've been doing and uh, uh, it's just been uh, it's been cool to see it back they're they're doing a fantastic job uh, covering the sport more coverage on the sport is a good thing uh, especially during all these trying times and uh, uh, it's amazing to think that uh, we had never raced a uh, a Lucas Oil Pro Motocross AMA National Loretta Lins and then in two weeks time or like in an eight day span uh, we're going to race there twice um, the first time ever, uh, it, it's funny how the amateur scene didn't get any rain really. They had a little bit of rain prior to, uh, and a couple in the morning, but for the most part, uh, picture perfect weather for everything that, uh, went on for Loretta Lynn's amateur nationals, which of course they usually get at least one day of a complete mutter. They didn't get that this year. Uh, but the Friday before the Pro National was uh, just the soaking that is usually to be predicted this time of year in Tennessee. The rains came down. Uh, they really affected uh, how things went for practice. Uh, even Eli Tomac getting caught, caught in a hole. Same thing with Nick Gaines. Um, but uh, everyone seemed no worse for wear. Uh, deep ruts, um, not something that everybody excels in. There's a few guys uh, probably that spend a lot more time out on the West Coast. Um, don't have as much experience and maybe don't excel in really, really deep ruts. But the reality is all these guys can ride them. Like uh, the idea that a few of these guys are having drastically uh, different results due to the ruts is is kind of kind of ridiculous to me. Uh, there's not a lot of guys that are going to just be like completely night and day. Um, I would imagine that a guy like Dean Wilson doesn't exactly – uh, excel or he doesn't have his best day in conditions like that. Um, but I'm sure, um, in in that scenario, a guy like Dean, uh, looks the, at the, the lay of the land and, uh, kind of like takes for what it is, um, trying to live to fight another day, so to speak. Uh, and I think he did a good job of that. Uh, this is one of the rare podcasts that uh, I attempt or, um, or, or uh, even um, execute where I'll be by myself uh, doing a p- complete race review of the Loretta Lynn's round one of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross AMA Nationals. We're talking 250s and 450s. We'll start out with the big boys off the hop. Um, but this is something that you might find uh, a little bit more regularly here on Big MX Radio. Um, 
as you may have heard on Instagram, if you're not already following me at uh, Brad Gehart 88 or uh, the Big MX Radio account, which I need to get more active on, um, is that we're doing a little bit of a format change. Uh, a couple of my favorite podcasts uh, are, are kind of taking on um, a, a little bit of a different format. I like those formats. I'm going to try and kind of bring together some of the things that I really like about some of the podcasts that I like to listen to, and uh, and maybe you guys will like it as well. If you don't, of course, you can always drop me an email, bradgehart 88 at gmail.com. I, I email back to everybody that's ever gotten, uh, gotten through to me uh, and drop me a line. I appreciate it. Slide into my DMs, bradgebhart 88 on Instagram. Go hit me up. And uh, let's chat about some motocross. If you guys will have an interview you'd like to hear, um, fairly well connected. Can't get everybody, of course, but uh, I can get as uh, quite a few guys, uh, with the exception of maybe uh, McGrath or Ricky. Uh, those guys are still a little bit out of my reach just yet. Um, not to say that I've really reached out to them extensively. But uh, uh, until we grow the podcast a little bigger, I still think it's going to be a hard no. Um, but uh, we are having uh, Zach Osborne on later on this week, so look forward to that interview coming down the pipe. But uh, you're already five minutes into this thing. You haven't heard a damn thing about the National that happened only a couple of days ago. So why don't we just uh, unpack that? Let's uh, open uh, the results page and, uh, and go through it. We're going to basically uh, go through the results from the top to basically around the midway. I'm not going to get too much into uh, the guys who had performances in the, in the 20s and 30s, maybe a few standouts uh, or guys that had spectacularly bad days. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll, 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 see, uh, we'll see how it all breaks down here. Um, first and foremost, we have to give a huge shout-out to, uh, to your overall winner. With a uh, with a one two or two one performance, uh, second place in the first moto, second moto grabs that moto victory, forty seven points uh, on the day, and forty seven points is going to take your points lead going into round two for Zach Osborne winning his very first um, outdoor national. Not exactly on the heels, but definitely right uh, like the the last time we saw these guys all line up. He took the last Supercross, so uh, call it momentum, if they can still be called that, um, with Zach Osborne uh, basically uh, taking both victories, uh, the last round of Supercross in Salt Lake City, and now uh, the first round of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross AMA Nationals 450 class um, with a victory. The 16 machine, Husqvarna, uh, was looking good, honestly. He, he was very solid throughout the day. Uh, of course, that first moto victory went to Jason Anderson, who just looked invigorated. Um, coming out of the gates, uh, that first moto, big lead, styling. Look, like, he looked really, really strong. Um, and uh, faltered in the second moto, but um, I, I think that's that's shades of good things to come for Jason. I, I think that 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 moto win is a, a step in the right direction. And uh, if I'm going to read anything off of uh, Jason's body language a little bit, I think that uh, the guy's a little bit tired of uh, tired of, of, of people not thinking that he's uh, 
a hard worker, not thinking that he can win outdoors, not thinking that he's a, a true champion. Uh, and that'll put a chip on a guy's shoulder, especially a, a, a guy with an attitude like Jason's. I'm not saying that he has a bad attitude. I just mean that uh, uh, get in his face and he'll get right back into yours. Um, the product out of New Mexico on the uh, the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna. Uh, 450, your 2018 super, or yes, 18 supercross champ. Um, hey, uh, that first moto victory, like he's he's sitting second in points right now. Um, and uh, that's a great way to start your season, a shortened season, uh, only eight rounds to go. Uh, but yeah, as I said, this thing's just getting going, and we will be going right back to Loretta Lynn's in only a few days' time. Weird, weird first moto for Eli Tomac. Uh, I can only imagine just bad bike setup. Like it just it looked like a guy who didn't feel at all comfortable pushing the limits of a motorcycle. Like we, we've if you've watched Supercross and Motocross for a long period of time, and let's be honest, if you're if you're a fan of this podcast, if you're a regular listener of Big MX Radio, uh, you guys are the 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 biggest fans. You guys are, are digging this far deep into the the introspection and the analysis of motocross, and then have to see here me, some kid from Canada who uh, happens to think that he knows a little bit about the sport, um, breaking things down and giving my two cents on it. Uh, hopefully, you like my analysis. If you don't, of course, we can always disagree. We'll chat about it. Hit me in the uh, the direct messages. We'll 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 hash it out. Um, but. If you're a fan of the sport, you've seen Eli Tomac do his special rides where uh, he basically pushes a 450 to the, the absolute limit, and uh, you just didn't see that in the first moto. Seventh place, uh, he, in fact, you didn't really see it in the second moto. You saw it better, but not as, like, it, that was that was not um, what you were used to seeing from Eli. Just an off day altogether, and uh, hopefully uh, they know which way they want to go with it on that Kawasaki because uh, if it wasn't working at Loretta's uh, this last Saturday, I don't know if that gives me a ton of hope for it working out absolutely perfect uh, for the uh, for for the second race. Like uh, I don't know that that exactly turns into a, a one-one performance. Of course, he's he's been the the, the bounce back king of the last four or five years now, just uh, having a terrible set of races and then uh, coming back and just demolishing everybody on on pretty similar conditions. So uh, look out for that. Uh, I don't really. Uh, it's not uh, panic button time by any means for Eli. I think he's gonna move forward. He's gonna take this podium. He's eleven points back. Uh, of the lead, and uh, I think if he looked at the guys that are ahead of him, the points right now, he's probably thinking to himself, "There's no Ken Roxon. Uh, I know I'm faster than these guys." Uh, Blake Baggett, a guy that has run my pace before, he's he was behind me in both motos. Uh, Marvin Muscan, um, like, was like had a better first moto, um, but I guess uh, of course. Blake coming forward in that second moto, pretty solid to see. But for the most part, Eli was the be better, uh, the kind of the best of the rest. It's kind of weird to say it, um, but he definitely was. Marvin, Marvin Muscan, we had not seen him in uh, a long, long time. After, of course, only uh, it was almost 51 weeks uh, since he had hurt hurt his knee. 
and then hurt it again in off season. So after full reconstructive surgery on the knee, uh, super quiet out of that camp, didn't really see too much or hear too much coming out from that one. A lot of people uh, speculating that maybe he's hanging the boots up, uh, hold the phone, a four or five uh, finish, uh, good enough to tie for fourth place with uh, Justin uh, Justin Barton points for the day. Um, Justin going about it a different, a little bit different way, but we'll get to him. But Marvin looked good. Marvin looked like uh, he looked spicy a couple of times. Um, he he had speed at certain times, um, like doing battle with Blake Baggett for that for a bit there in the second moto. Uh, you didn't get a lot of looks at it because the race at the front was so good, but um, it it really seemed like those guys were going back back and forth, a couple of KTM's doing battle and good to see. Um, Rounding out your top five for the weekend, Justin Barsha, who is pretty much perpetually off of everybody's radar, um, f- tied for fourth on the day, fifth because he was uh, worse in the second moto, um, but just a butt-ugly start to his season uh, in the opening laps, and just charging and moving forward. Uh, of course, the ranch has changed a whole lot since he was there last uh, as a racer. Um, but, uh, it, it looked to, to, to do him well. Like, you know, he's got those, uh, the track, I believe he's in Florida, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and he's got, he's, he's got awesome track there, deep ruts, loves like rides in all conditions. And I think that's one of the things that really, um, really helps uh, a guy like Justin Barsha at, in the, at, in when the, the con- conditions are not ideal. Of course, all these nationals, they seem to have very similar riding conditions, very similar soil. Um, but when it comes to stuff that's a little bit different, maybe it's super slick, maybe it's super deep, maybe it's m- even muddy. Dustin Barsha, a guy who uh, he rides and practices rain or shine, uh, not to say the other guys don't. Uh, at all, but I think maybe he does it just a little bit more, like a little bit more time spent on the bike in in not so ideal conditions is what uh, is what allows uh, Justin Barsha to uh, to move forward. And honestly, if he would have backed up that third in the second moto, uh, he probably would have. Uh, he definitely would have bumped uh, Eli Tomac out of a podium spot for the Nationals. So that's pretty that's a pretty solid day if he would have been able to back up that third. And if he had that speed the entire the whole weekend, that would have been something to see. Um, Blake Baggett, probably the quietest way to get top six in a national you can possibly have. There just wasn't a lot of chatter about him. Qualified 13th. That's not good. Um, just, uh, no one wants to really make him Blake right now. Uh, just seems like, uh, he's, uh, going through the motions a little bit. I know his place is up for sale. Uh, so maybe that means he's on his way out, which is kind of crazy to think. You, you see these guys as a rookie and a 250 career and like an outdoor champion uh, on the 250. It's crazy to think this is already his, uh, this is the second team uh, that he's been with for, for his 450 career. And he's been at KTM for quite some time now. Uh, so we'll see, uh, how, how much longer, uh, Blake sticks around, but, uh, a fourth place in the second moto's gotta, gotta be feeling good about that. Um, and, uh, but I, I, I need to see some, some more sizzle from, uh, from Blake. He just, uh, just didn't seem to, uh, to really have it. Uh, and actually neither did the, uh, the other KTM who finished just behind him, uh, in, in Cooper Webb. 
Uh, there was times where Cooper Webb looked really solid. He had a couple of flashes. He was uh, at the tail end of that uh, the top five pack in that first moto, but that's the problem. He was at the tail end of it, not at the front of it, not able to move forward. Um, seemed to struggle with the ruts, even though he's from the East Coast, uh, and, and I believe he does quite a bit of riding down there. Obviously, training with Alden Baker and and training in Florida. I don't I don't I don't necessarily know that. Uh, that facility is known for having the gnarliest ruts, but I knew I do know they like to keep the uh, the facility pretty deep and uh, and and rough. They leave it, so uh, um, we'll see if uh, if a little bit of that Loretta's magic comes back for uh, the second time through for Cooper. Uh, KTM known for uh, really knowing how to make the adjustments for the bike to be better. Um, down the series like the, the the bike seems to get better throughout the race series so uh look for them to uh come back to loretta's with uh go back to the drawing board come back and, and be really solid um and top eight or eighth place uh you can't just keep you know, top eight top nine top ten uh but uh chase sexton the 23 machine qualified position number one and, and good starts, both motos. Eighth after the first lap on the first moto. And uh, he started in third, and he ended in third in uh, in the second moto. Like a top top three in a moto for a rookie is, uh, is, is a fantastic step in the right direction. I think that without a fall in the first moto, he's likely looking at two top five finishes, which would have landed him uh, somewhere in the top five, top six. Uh, which would have been a, a fantastic debut. The kid out of Illinois looks really, really good. Alpine Stars head to toe, or I guess head to... Is he in the Alpine Star helmet? Never noticed. Uh, but either way, uh, looked really, really solid. Um, qualified number one, like... It's not every day like it's uh, have a rookie first time first event you're racing on a 450 as a pro and you're the fastest guy first thing in the morning. Of course, there was um, some pretty adverse conditions. There was a big separation in laps, so he happened to grease a perfect one. But you got to be that guy to do it. So uh, I was pretty uh, pretty impressed to see that um, and, and looking for more from him. Uh, someone we hadn't seen in quite some time, uh, hadn't been in action since the Ozex Supercross. Shout out to all my friends down under, like uh, Jonesy and all the boys who uh, are faithful listeners of the podcast. Shout out to you guys. Uh, hopefully, can make it down to uh, Australia for a national or a, uh, a Supercross um, when this whole pandemic shit is taken care of. But um, Joey Savacci, uh, a whole shot. In the first moto, or I guess he didn't get the whole shot. I was uh, Noren who got it, but uh, good starts. Um, both motos, actually. That's actually pretty solid. That's something you didn't used to see from from uh, Savachi. Uh, an eleventh in the second moto, which means which kind of tells me he had a bit of a fade. Uh, but honestly, ninth overall, uh, nine eleven, twenty two points on the day. Pretty solid, honestly. And guys that he finished in front of. Uh, including the likes of uh, of Wilson, Anstey, Tickle, Craig. I'm not counting Cianciarolo because of that uh, the DNF. Cianciarolo definitely would have top three that first moto, uh, and po- or second moto, or possibly even would have won it. Um, but uh, yeah, like there's some there's some serious guys that uh, that Savacci was in front of. So uh, yeah, haven't written the last chapter on Joey Savacci just yet. Rounding out your top ten, the ten best dressed. 
uh, in, in that brand new 2021 O'Neill gear from the United Kingdom. And uh, the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team, Dean Wilson, the big number 15, uh, after a couple of butt ugly starts outside the top 10 in on both starts, 20th around, or tw- actually, uh, 20th qualifying. That's not what you're looking for whatsoever. A 13th and a 9th on the starts. Um, and actually didn't do a lot of moving forward or back. In fact, uh, as far as uh, his position was considered, um, after the first after the first lap, Dean Wilson ninth in the second moto. He stayed there, didn't move forward or backward, um, and uh, actually didn't really see much from him all day. It was kind of a bit of forgettable day for him. So maybe he can right the ship and be closer to the top five um, when we go back this Saturday to Loretta Lynn's. Max Anstey racing a 450 in the States for the very first time and a very consistent day. 1110 uh, is not the, the motor builder that he uses. Not a chance. Uh, he's a Hep Suzuki guy. Uh, it was really cool actually seeing the uh, the 103 back on a Suzuki. Kind of shades of uh, Sebastian Tortelli for those who remember. Qualify in 14th. Obviously wants to improve on that. But 6th off the start. Moves his way back to uh, 11th in the first moto and then a 12th place start in the second moto and moves his way up to the 10th place spot. Not a bad day for Anstey. I think he's probably looking for a little bit more, but anybody anybody that I mention after the top 10, uh, aside from guys like Jeremy, Jeremy, Schmidt, Jeremy Smith, Luke Renslin, and uh, Cody Schock, are pretty disgusted with themselves if they're not in the top 10, including guys like Benny Bloss. Uh, ben, 10th in the first moto, uh, a DNF in the second moto. Uh, gotta be gotta be a bad taste in his mouth. He was looking for more, you know that. 15th on the day. <coughs> not what he was looking for whatsoever as I take a sip of my coffee. And honestly, I'm gonna I'm gonna put both of these guys. In, uh, in in the same, I, honestly, this is about, well, these two guys, Brock Tickle and Christian Craig. I don't think you could talk, you could come up with two guys who are, look different on a bike and also like just as far as riding style, couldn't be, couldn't be more uh, polar opposites. Uh, Brock being this hard charging guy, he basically claws and scrapes for everything that he gets. And uh, which is basically exactly what he's done to get on Team Yamaha, the number 20 machine dressed head to toe in FXR gear. Um, 13th on the day, 15 13. You know, he would have rather to be inside the top 10. Of course, these guys got to sort themselves out, and somebody's got to be outside the top 10. Unfortunately, uh, that was Brock, um, and wasn't close to it all day. Qualified 15th, first moto came around in 16th. Um, and moved the one position up throughout the moto and uh, ended up 15th. Bad start on the second moto. Tick usually gets some bad starts. He's kind of that's one of the things that sort of plagued his 450 career. Um, and he's got he's got a, he's he was good for a 13th second moto. Probably moved probably could have moved a little bit further forward with a better uh, better first like first lap uh, position, but uh, that definitely hurt him. And Christian Craig. He mentioned that he went down a couple of times, um, and uh, like that doesn't doesn't really surprise me. Uh, he's a, he's a West Coast guy. 
Uh, he's a super cross guy. Uh, I think that's why he's uh, definitely been uh, basically coddled over to the Star Racing Yamaha team to maybe uh, maybe that's the X factor for him to uh, challenge for a championship next year after Ferrandis and um, uh, is uh, Shane McElrath gone or not? I think he's probably still there, unfortunately. Uh, on a 250, I believe he belongs on a 450 soon if he's not there already. But a 1414. On uh, on a Geico Honda, basically uh, HRC Honda, whatever you want to call it, um, bummer. Like, you, you, if there's no other way to put it, when you're a factory guy, you got to be top ten, bare minimum. That's where you got to be. Uh, you got to put yourself ahead of even guys like Blake Baggett, uh, who uh, is on basically like a secondary satellite or uh, a factory supported KTM team. Uh, even like third, third guys on the, on the totem pole, like, uh, Dean Wilson over at Husky, like you got to move forward. You got to pass those guys. You got to finish in front of guys like Max Anstey. Um, and, uh, and honestly, like for, for Craig, as much as he's not a 450 rookie, uh, he should be putting in times uh, not too far off of uh, guys like Chase Sexton, uh, even though Chase is a two-time Supercross champion uh, in the 250 class. Uh, he's still lo- he left a lot to be desired outdoors as far as race results. Um, so I-, I really expected Craig to, uh, to be a little bit more solid. Uh, Benny Bloss, kind of mentioned him already, 10th in the first moto. Uh, if he backs that up, uh, he, he's, he's looking at a top 10 for the day. Uh, he'd be, he would have tied, uh, Savachi for, uh, for 10th, um, on the day. So better things to come for Benny. I like the, uh, the full privateer ride. He's looking good out there. Uh, I think that, uh, it's, it's only a matter of time before we see, uh, Ben, uh, challenging for top 10s and being a thorn in the side. A lot of these, uh, factory guys for, for the rest of the summer, honestly, Luke Resland, uh, coming out of nowhere from Hewitt, New, uh, New Jersey, uh, a couple of New Jersey boys actually, uh, putting in work him and Jeremy Smith. Um, if you follow Luke on Instagram, he's been putting in the motos. He's been going fast, qualified 23rd, which is not what you want. Shitty start off, off the hop with, uh, the first moto, a 28th around the first lap. Uh, he only comes all the way back to 21st. Uh, no points in the first moto, but got them all in uh, in the second moto with a twelfth. Like if you are who's who, who else finished around there? Like if you're Brock Tickle and Joey Savacci, the guy between you is Luke Resland. Like both those guys got to have a bit of a gut check to know that uh, they're those guys are both pulling down salaries. Both those guys are very well hooked up. And they have a whole better situation than Luke Reslin. And uh, that guy's nipping at your heels. So they got some get some work done. And good for him getting 12th. Uh, at basically kind of, I wouldn't say an unknown ride, but uh, definitely off the radar coming in. Uh, same thing for Jeremy Smith. Um, the three-digit number says it all is that he uh, didn't score a lot of points, if any, last year. Uh, but he's put in some serious uh, time uh, on the bike qualifying in the 16th spot most people say that's fool's gold when it comes to uh like uh pulpamex fantasy which i believe i i scored a uh 380 and got uh got both first lap leaders wrong so i could have had an even better day um 
I'll, maybe I can look up what my, my team was quickly for you guys who are interested. Um, but uh, yeah, like the, the rest of the privateer guys, super solid. Like a, there's a, a lot of depth and a lot of speed in throughout the back half of the, uh, the top 20 um, in the, the 450 class. I'm pretty impressed by this. Uh, uh, Henry Miller uh, points in both motos. Uh, Jake Masterpool. DNF in the second moto, but a 16th is solid. Um, and shout out to Tyler Bowers. He goes, he goes, what is it? What is it? Where was it? Where's Tyler Bowers? Ah, uh, shit. Great radio. 22.19 for, for 23rd overall. Like, you know, there's some depth there when, uh, when guys like Bowers are that far back. And uh, Bogle, 17th in the first moto, does not finish in the second. Uh, didn't see what happened, didn't hear what happened to Bogle. Um, possibly a crash, possibly some concussion symptoms. Uh, I'm just purely speculating. Maybe I need to do a little bit more research before I start these pods. Uh, that's on me. Uh, but uh, not a day that he's looking for, uh, and he might be shut down for the rest of the year, which would be uh, a bummer, a huge bummer for the kid out of Oklahoma. Um, and uh, other notables, Frederick Noren, first, first around the first corner, on in the first moto, third off the first lap. So he was actually starting his march towards the back right off the hop. Um, score doesn't score points in either moto, which is just wild. The fact that he like stayed on the track, and uh, he must have gone down at some point or had some sort of an issue. But a 20, 22, 23, 22 for Frederick Noren mean means to me that he was at, he's out there putting in laps all the way to the end and and. On a JGR Suzuki uh, that we've seen, I believe, uh, at Outdoor Nationals be a top five guy. Uh, so that's definitely leaves you scratching your head. Um, bummed, super bummed for uh, for Alex Ray. Um, saw the bike having issues first thing in the morning. Uh, it seemed to continue to have issues throughout the day. Two DNFs, 40-35 RIP to anybody who uh, had him in Pulpamex Fantasy. Um, and uh, yeah, just like not not exactly what you're looking for whatsoever. Uh, 40th uh, and 39th, so for 35th. He'll be looking for a much better performance um, out of the... Uh, out of his uh, SBG suspended uh, um, Kawasaki uh, going forward. Uh, also, Enticknap, the, the Supercross specialist, uh, qualifies just on just just gets in there, 40th in qualifying, um, and first first lap like 38, 35. Like it actually sort of makes both the motos look like he was moving forward because uh, he goes 30, 29. For 31st overall, uh, just a weird day. Um, we like weird uh, results off the pace. Not not super unexpected from Adam. I know that he he definitely puts a lot of his eggs in the Supercross basket, but uh, that was a strange one to see. Um, as far as uh, even Adam racing outdoors the whole year, like uh, I don't know that. Uh, um, He's on that uh, the Hep Suzuki. 
Solid bike, solid platform. Lompoc, California's uh, Adamantic Nap. Uh, he's shown speed in the past uh, racing outdoors. We'll see if he uh, if he comes at it with a little bit more um, this uh, this Saturday at Loretta's, and we'll see if he does the whole series. I'd like him to see if he could do the whole series. That that would be really cool. All all nine rounds. Um, let's switch things over to the 450 class right quick here on the Big MX Radio podcast. But I do want to remind you all to uh, go check out Medterra CBD. Medterra CBD is your one-stop shop for all your CBD product needs uh, when it comes to topical creams, tinctures, or uh, they have their good morning pills, which I love to get me started in the morning if I happen to not have coffee with me. Or uh, uh, they also, like I said, they have their uh, their cooling cream. Best product they have by far is their cooling cream. Works awesome. It uh, it goes on smooth. It's not greasy whatsoever, uh, and it takes a lot of that sensation away from really sore muscles. Which, uh, if you're riding a fair bit, if you're getting in the gym a, a fair bit, uh, you're gonna definitely have that. So let's move over to the 250s. The 14 in your program, likely not number one in your heart, but a 1-1 on the day means that Dylan Friend is just straight up put the boots to everybody. Um, First off the fir- first in qualifying, first off the first mo- first lap, he led all 18 laps of the first moto. He led 12 mo- laps of the second moto. 1-1 performance and an 8-point lead on the championship over RJ Hampshire is Dylan Ferrandis. Let's just say the Frenchman has come to play. He's uh, he's fast, he's calculated, he's uh, got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. And I think he's just out there having fun, honestly. He's he's in fantastic shape. He probably already knows that he's signed to a deal for next year on a 450 that's going to pay him big bucks. Uh, and the guy's just winning races. Like, uh, they're, he's knocking down moto finishes. Uh, he's got a smoking hot wife, girlfriend, or whatever she is. Um, like, what? Like all things are good in the life of Dylan Ferrandez out of France. Um and he also happens to be on uh, the Star Racing Yamaha. Definitely, absolutely, 100% sure the most badass uh, Yamaha 250 out there right now. You guys know I love my Pro Circuit Cowies. Uh, but uh, to be completely honest, Yamaha is just faster right now. They've got a better, better... Better motor configuration, and they uh, they just go faster. Uh, they've got more engine uh, when it counts, and on these deep outdoor tracks, it's going to show every single time. If you guys pick anybody other than McElrath, um, Ferrandis, or uh, Cooper for first lap leader in Pulp MX Fantasy for the whole summer, uh, you're absolutely high uh, or drunk, possibly both, um, because uh, I, if I'm not mistaken... They uh they must have led yeah they they let they led the way around both uh races with uh with Shane McElrath taking the first lap of the uh, of the second moto leading four laps before surrendering back to the uh, fourth place position I believe a four four day for uh, Shane McElrath we'll get to him R J Hampshire fresh off a brand new knee Hudson Florida's own. Rockstar Husqvarna uh, qualified sixth, was up front all day long. He actually didn't move forward or back after the first lap of either moto, uh, but he did lead a couple of laps in the second moto. Um, He ends up uh, going 3-2 on the day, 42 points, tied with Jeremy Martin for second on the day, but because he finished better in the second moto, that's how motocross works. 
And uh, yeah, they they he 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 had himself a fantastic day. Surprised some people, no doubt. Um, Jeremy Martin included the number six machine going two two three on the day. Also forty two points. Uh, former champion. He's got a chip on his shoulder. Talking about uh, himself and uh, Ferrandis having a table set for two. Uh, I don't know if that's throwing some shade at RJ Hampshire, but either way, he basically sees it as a two-horse race. Definitely think that RJ's going to have something to say about that in the rounds that come, but all things considered, I think that uh, this may very well come down to uh, two guys that have the speed consistently, and that the only two guys that I'm looking at right now who are going to be fast every single weekend is Hampshire or is uh, Ferrandis and Jeremy Martin? Um, Shane McElrath has never shown a lot of a ton of speed consistently outdoors. Uh, he's gotten better with that in the last few years. I think that star racing Yamaha certainly does help. Um, but all things considered, I think that uh, like uh, a fourth place, a four-four ride for Shane McElrath, I. I for, to me, that's sort of just where I expect him to be. Um, I don't necessarily see him in front of those uh, those top three guys on a regular basis, um, but I do expect to see him uh, consistently in front of the guys that he finished in front of, like J uh, Alex Martin. Uh, Jet Lawrence is gonna is definitely gonna lead some laps this summer, uh, but uh, I, I see him consistently. F finishing behind Shane uh, on most motos unless he uh, finds some speed that I haven't seen yet. Um, same thing with McAdoo. Like McAdoo could lead laps. He could definitely win a moto this summer. But uh, if, I, uh, if I'm if i throwing money down on uh, like consistently throughout a year, uh, I'm going to have uh, McElrath ahead of uh, Cameron McAdoo, the number 29 machine out of uh, Sioux City. Um Weird day, off day, something must be up with uh, Justin Cooper. Uh, good starts, both motos, qualified third, so he does have some speed. He has speed. There's, It was right there with the, the star racing guys. In fact, uh, yeah, third off third, he, he's, he's right in there with those boys and, and um, in some pretty tricky conditions. So I don't know if there's a, is an injury to speak of, but if there is one, they're definitely kept things quiet. Um, but uh, yeah, like a, a 10, eight, you know what I'm looking at? 10, eight is uh, definitely a uh, moving backward in both motos. Um, like J Justin Cooper just expects himself to be in front of uh, a good number of the guys that finished in front of him. And I think that's got to be a bad taste in his mouth. And if that was to continue, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Yamaha shut him down for the rest of the summer, uh, having already had, a, uh, they have a ton of guys at the front already with, uh, um, with McElrath and Ferrandis. I don't know uh, necessarily if, if there's something that's ailing Justin, if, uh, if it wouldn't be more, uh, more advantageous to shut him down and look forward to Supercross in 2020, uh, 2020, 2021 rather. Uh, Mason Gonzalez, out of Florida as far as I know. I think he's a Floridian. Uh, but either way, the he's he's riding a Yamaha. He, just, he raced uh, Loretta Lynn's just this last week. Uh, fantastic ride. Um, his first pro national, he goes 8-12 for 22 points and ninth overall ahead of guys like Derek Drake, 
uh, Brandon Hartraft, Carson Mumford, Pierce Brown, uh, Joe Shimoda, of course, who had uh, an issue in the first moto. Or maybe he didn't. Oh, yeah, no, he did. 30, 37th. Um, like, consistently better than a lot of these guys. So, uh, and even, like, if, like, Darian Snye, his, his decent moto is 14th. So, um, making some waves right off the hop. And Mason Gonzalez, keep an eye on him for Pulpamex Fantasy. Uh, he's definitely not going to be double points, or he's not going to be an all-star this week. Um, but uh, maybe there's a little bit of uh, a value there. Uh, if he's, he's clearly, he's, this will be his third week at the track. Um, you know, that's got to pay off at some point as far as time on that, on that track. Uh, surprise of the day, I think is, uh, not only the consistency, but, uh, the overall finish of Nick Gaines, uh, a guy who a lot of people sort of, uh, like wrote him off a little bit. He had some injuries. Uh, I think, I think he did a knee at some point. He's out of Georgia. Uh, but he was a highly touted uh, team Kawasaki guy, and then for whatever reason, sort of fell off the map. Um, for a lot of people, he's running that 3D racing uh, Yamaha, and uh, yeah, 68 machine, good for 11th overall. It's fun when you go 13-13 for 11th overall. That means there's some guys out there that had some some consistency issues. One of those being Derek Drake. A guy who put in a lot of great motos at Loretta's over the year. The 57 machine, 719. I imagine that 19 represents either a dog shit start, yeah, 24th, uh, which I you would have thought he would have made up at least uh, at least more than five positions during the moto. But I, they didn't really show a lot of the back stuff, so I'd imagine he probably had, well, I'd have to look at the lap charts to see if he uh, maybe went down at some point. Derek Drake... Still leaving a lot to uh, to be desired, even though he was the top KTM. Of course, there's white KTMs that are in front, but like if you're if you're the TLD KTM team, you don't want your best guy being 12th overall, seventh in a moto being his best finish. That is no fucking good. Uh, and same thing with Pierce Brown. Uh, Pierce Brown 14th, um, like. Similar to honestly to like a, a, a Carson Mumford, almost so you kind of like throw a blanket off of both of those guys, 12, 15, and 11, 16, uh, t- having them tie for points. That's how similar they were on the day. Um, they need to, those guys need to move forward a little bit. In my opinion, I think that there's uh, definitely something left in the tank for both those guys. And uh, I think both of them expect to be in front of the, the Mason Gonzalez's of the world and the heart ramp in the world. Actually, that bite my tongue. Brandon Hartraff was the top top KTM uh, from TLD. Uh, the number thirty machine goes sixteen ten uh, for sixteen points. Only a couple points actually tied tied with his points. A three way tie for tenth with uh, with Derek Drake. Uh, d- just different ways to get sixteen points. Uh, that's pretty funny actually. Uh, just to look at it, but um, bummer moto. Right off the hop for for uh, Mitchell Harrison, uh, stalls it in the corner, can't get the bike going. He was in sixth at the time. Uh, if you spot him sixth in that moto, and uh, and he's looking really really good, he would be somewhere in the top six for the day. 
um, with consistent moto scores like that. Showed speed, uh, a second chance at a factory ride for him with the uh, Pro Circuit Kawasaki team uh, at, a, I believe he's in Michigan. And uh, yeah, looking really solid. I think he was uh, he was definitely looking forward to moving uh, in the right direction and uh, and showing some some American teams that maybe they uh, shouldn't have passed on him uh, as many years ago as they did, or is that two years ago already? Um, Joe Shimoda, uh, as same thing with uh, Hunter Lawrence of the many uh, Geico Hondas that are under the tent. Uh, one bad moto for both of them, although you wouldn't really uh, say either one of those motos was all that fantastic from either one of those guys, the 11 and the 14 being their uh, regular moto scores, uh, or like their the completed motos. Uh, bike issues for both of them. First, uh, first moto, 40th and 37th is not where you want to be. Uh, they come back with respectable performances, but uh, for Hunter... Something's got to be up with that kid. Um, after getting his knee fixed, didn't really look uh, that comfortable in Supercross. And then now you see uh, some really interesting uh, results from a guy who, if you spin the clocks back three years ago, uh, before he came over from uh, from Europe, or maybe that's two years ago, before he came home from Europe, uh, it's, it just seems like, uh, he's not quite that guy anymore. He doesn't have the speed, doesn't have the confidence that goes with it. Um, 10th in qualifying, that's no fucking good. Uh, second moto around the first, uh, first lap, ninth. That's great if you move forward, but he goes to 14th. So, um, yeah, a little bit left to be desired for, uh, for Lawrence who, uh, um, his his little brother going six six seven on the day. Uh, he's got a lot of ground to make up. So, a um, couple of the guys that jump off the page at me uh, who who had good rides at times. Hopefully, Darian Sny comes back from that dislocated shoulder. Um, but uh, it, Styles Robertson didn't show it because he came around the cor- the first corner uh, in the set or first first lap on the second moto in 22nd, moved all the way back up to 17th, which was a, a solid ride, didn't finish the first moto, which uh, which is a bummer. So that kind of hampered his day. Uh, I expect better things from him. He might be uh, a guy to uh, maybe look at for Pulp, Pulp Mex Fantasy uh, this weekend um, because uh, he's just, um, he, he's, he's going to be fast. And if he's a big handicap, 22nd overall, uh, for styles, you can basically, uh, you can pencil him in for a much better performance. Um, Jordan Bailey, also a guy, he goes 1537. So he'll be a big handicap as well. Uh, I actually expected a little more out of Hardy Munoz. Um, 22, 21 on the day, no points for his first national. Um, but uh yeah i actually like and and both motos he started in in uh 11th and 15th qualified 20th so a weird day um moving backward but of course he's 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 a new pro uh so give him a little bit of uh of time to get used to uh racing in the pros um josh farise jamming josh farise uh falls in both motos um Bad starts in both motos, 37th and 39th, and the kid finished 26th and 28th. Like, basically the same day as Adam Adam Adamantic Nap did in uh, the 450 class, but 
I really felt like Josh was moving forward. He said he fell down, like over text, he said he fell down by himself in both motos. Something he needs to clean up. Uh, but uh, better days ahead for uh, for Joshua, who uh, has shown tons of speed. He's podiumed the uh, the Super Mini class in the uh, the Monster Energy Cup in the past. If you don't know who this kid is, uh, look out for Jammin' Josh Fariz. I believe he's Jammin' 24 on Instagram. Go check him out. The kid's super fast. Um, and just a really cool kid. He's got a cool family. He's, uh, he's from California. Uh, lives in Paris right now. His parents used to run Milestone, so go check him out. Uh, and uh, that's basically it as far as guys that really uh, I noticed, guys that uh, um, I expected things out of. Um, shitty motos for bo- in both motos for Carson Brown. Uh, I, I, for as far as I know, he got almost all those points that got him national number 95 um, in Supercross. So uh, I don't know that outdoors is his best uh, his best thing. Everyone knows that his actual the 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 best thing that he does on two wheels is actually rip pit bikes. Uh, there's more footage of that than anything else. Uh, so maybe that's a good indication of that maybe he's spending a little bit too much time with that and not so much on the uh, on the the 250 side of things. Of course, I'm sure he does his motos and stuff like that. He just gets a lot of footage of him racing pit bikes, but. Uh, yeah, he's out of Washington, uh, might be a little bit out of place in those deep ruts and, uh, that didn't do him any favors. 30th on the day, uh, might be a guy that can pay off for Pulp Mix Fantasy, but hopefully you guys enjoyed my analysis of, um, the first round of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross AMA Nationals, uh, at Loretta Lynn's. We'll be back at it for next week. Uh, unfortunately, Dave Drakes, uh, wasn't able to join us here on the Big MX Radio podcast for this particular episode. He had some, uh, uh, some IT work to do at a friend's house today, getting them, uh, um, all squared away. Not entirely sure. He was scheduled to be on the pod, but, uh, he missed out on that, but, uh, not a huge deal. We'll figure that out at a later date. But anyway, Hopefully you guys have a great rest of your day. Hopefully you guys are enjoying these podcasts. And if you have some suggestions or if you think you'd like to hear a little bit more of uh, or some stories you'd like to hear or anything like quite like that, hit me up, Big MX Radio uh, or Brad Gebhardt 88 on Instagram. Or if you can drop me an email, if you're if you're still emailing people these days, uh, shoot me an email, bradgebhardt88 at gmail.com. If you don't know how to spell my name, it's probably in the description for the pod. Uh, or just look up Brad G on Instagram, and I almost guarantee that I come up at some point. Um, so uh, hopefully you guys follow me. But anyway, uh, have yourself a great rest of your day. Thanks for the time, and uh, we'll catch you again later.